What's up, everybody? How you guys and gals doing? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood today. We got Danny D. Low, Mike Ball, China Dollar. It's a Beat Can Podcast. Love's today, good, everybody. Today What's going on? Felony can haunt you the rest of your life like a ghost, like that poltergeist shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Okay. Welcome aboard. We're going to have a good one today, man. Will you guys do any writing this weekend? Yeah, no. that's why I was late. <laughs> nope, I did not. I haven't been able to walk for the last six days. So that's prevented me from writing. Ah, that sucks, man. Me and China Dow just got back, and I got the stupidest old lady in the world. She got sunburn on her knee by wearing <laughs> the jeans with a hole in them. Hey, but you know what I have come to find out on my map? <laughs> On my map app, I'm about to like snap off because this freaking thing is telling me what kind of sexuality I'm allowed to be by telling me to continue straight. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't get my bike. I'm like, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Keep going wow. straight. Keep going straight. I'm like, no, I'm not. Stop it. <laughs> Can't do wow. it. So let's get into this sucker today. Uh, how a felony can haunt you the rest of your life. I bet I got a lot of felons uh, that watch me all the time. Uh, you bad boys and girls. Naughty. Anyway, let's get over here. We'll start it off with Danny, our guest felon for today. <laughs> and he's going to be telling what's going on. And uh, just let's start off with one of the topics going around the table. And that is, what do you expect when you get out of the joint? How things are going to go? Did they tell you anything? Any of that good stuff? Um, it depends. I mean, like a, a lot, a lot of prisons now they they have a lot of opportunities for uh, convicts when they get out. They got work programs, school programs, stuff like that. But the problem with that is that we still face the same issues such as if you're an ex-convict, you get out of prison, they put you in a halfway house if you don't have a home to go to. So they'll put you in a work program. What happens is, is they put you at a factory. You're going to make some BS money and trust and believe the manager of the plant or a, or a factory or wherever you're working at is going to take full advantage of the fact that you're a felon. You have to keep that job in order to stay out. So they will use that against you. I've seen many people straight up say, like, you know, if you're sick, oh, well. If you can't come in, oh, well. You know, if you're a minute late, you know, we're going to do this. Oh, you want more money? Oh, you can't work overtime? Well, I'll call your PO and say you never showed up yesterday. Like, there's some shitty things that go on. Um, Not all the time, of course, but a lot of the times. Um, So, yeah, when you get released, there, there are different programs. It's up to you on whether you really want to try to take advantage of those programs or try to do it on your own now. See, back in the day, it wasn't so much. It kind of sounds like with something like that, man, you want to try to reach out on your own because you do hear the horror stories of how employers take advantage of people if they're a felon. Yeah, they do, man. It's, it's horrible. And it's sad. You know, you'll get a guy that is trying to do the right thing, you know, and then you got some sawed-off little punk who ain't never done nothing with his life or in his life, they're going to, you know, I mean, they're punking you, you know, and it, and it's it's messed up because, I mean, 
you know, thankfully I was fortunate. I didn't do a ton of time. We'll, we'll get into my story later. Uh, and I'll tell everybody what it, what it all was and everything and go through it with you guys. Um, but, uh, that being said, you know, when, when you do 15, 20 years and you come home, the last thing you want is some little punk talking down to you and treating you like you're just a piece of garbage. Because mm. when you do that kind of time, you're not used to that while you're in the joint. You know, yeah, you're used to the guards talking down to you and stuff like that. But in our world, in the prison system, everybody's everybody means something. Well, not everybody, unfortunately, but most people, like if you plugged up or whatever, especially when you're doing that kind of hard time, you know, you, you've probably been some sort of officer in your organization or you've seen some things and been through some things and did some things, even as a neutron, as a nobody that you ain't gonna let nobody punk you. That's the one rule when you in the joint, you don't ever let nobody punk you, man. You know, like for instance, the word punk. Okay. You can walk up to, you know, maybe Mike. Okay. No disrespect brother, but let's say you walk up to a guy like Mike that's never been there. Maybe. And I'm not saying you haven't. I'm just assuming. I um, okay. <laughs> I, I figured, but I, you know, I don't want to disrespect no, you in any way. So that being said, you know, let's say you walk up to a guy like him and you go, hey, man, you're kind of being a punk right now. Depending on how you say it is depending on how Mike's going to react because he's never been in that predicament. You walk up to a guy like me and say, hey, man, you know, you're kind of a punk. Automatically, I'm swinging. There's nothing more to talk about. You know what I mean? It's like most guys, you call them the B word or something like that. With me, you call me a punk. It's on and popping, you know, because where I came from, even if it was a short amount of time and the people I've grown with my most of my life, you call them a punk. That means you're trying to do something um, sexually kind of or physically, you know, mm -hmm. it means that, you know, you're, you're weak. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's 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 a messed up deal, man. What do you think, Mike, about what Bad Mofo just said? Felons need to just disappear after they get out and start their own business like home improvement or house painting and just work for money under the table. I would have to tend to agree. You know, yep. um, I, I have a I have a brother of mine, unfortunately, that went through where he caught a case that was a very unfair case. It's only because he is involved in a motorcycle club that he's in this predicament. He went from being a manager of this said well-known good company. Um, and then they brought him all the way down when he got convicted and he didn't even like serve any time. He, he serves like a little bit of time comes home and then his job is no longer there. And they brought him down to the lowest paying Instead of just firing them, they brought them all the way down to the lowest paying job there was, and it was $15 an hour as an operator. You know what I mean? And that was all under the table because those normal operators are getting paid $20, $25 an hour. You know? So it was, it, that's unfair as hell. It's it's a mm. manipulation tactic. I see these, these companies, which is sad. And what by about the way, Mo, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go, Danny. Oh, okay. Uh, by the way, Mofo, you're exactly right. That's actually what I did. Um, I got tired of getting shut down from jobs. Every job I went to, oh, yeah, they're hiring, they're hiring. I would even know people at the job 
and I'd show up, hey, what's up, bro? I'm here for that job. Can you put in a good word? Yeah, no problem, brother. I got you. And they'd put in a good word. I'd do the application. Never got a call back, never got an email, but they hired everybody else that came in with me. You know what I'm saying? So I got tired of that. So then I started detailing motorcycles and cars because I was always doing that with the lowrider scene, cruising with the with the different uh, lowrider car clubs and stuff. So I had that detail experience. I've worked in a body shop, you know, before. So I, that's that's what I started doing. I opened up my own detail business, and that's how I got along for many years, just hustling every day that I could. What's up, Chase? How you doing, buddy? And everybody else that just uh, joined in. What about uh, China Dow people would ask about a felon's mindset if they should give them a job or not? Well, I think a felon coming back to society, if they've been in the, for a long time, is a hard thing to come back to as it is. Mm -hmm. to, I mean, if they've spent a long time, like over 10 years, even five years, I mean, look at all the technology changes that most jobs require technology knowledge that some of these people might not have unless they were, I guess I, I hate to say the word lucky, but lucky enough to get the education while they're in the joint. Well, that's very true. Cause if you look at the technology that, you know, my son went into and he initially got a 30, now he's got another charge. He's facing 25. So if he ever gets out, he'll never know what the hell to do out here. Mm -mm. And then the yeah. hardest part with, with like your son and everything, I mean, he's going to be like 68 when he gets out. So what he's just going to what get out and go right on to social security. And that's if there's no more issues from here on out. Exactly. You know I mean? I'm saying where he stands right now. As mm. of right this second. Yeah. I mean, a year from and now, two years, how, how is the charges going to look? You know, that's what's hard about prison. Some you just can't save, can you, Danny? They get institutionalized real quick. And, and I've, I've read that a lot, of, a lot of them basically within the first five years will uh, commit another crime to go back. Well, you know, when, you know, you take a TV and put it through somebody's head, that usually works. But anyway, in your son's <laughs> I will happen. <laughs> no, it happened, yeah. with him. it happened with his son. That's why he. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you mess with the TV room, man. They, the serious consequences for touching TV. You know what I mean? This was actually in his cell. Yeah, he's locked down 23. Yeah, 23 and, and 1 now. You know, he's, uh, let's just say, uh, a proud pecker would, if you would. And uh, they put somebody in there they shouldn't have, and it didn't work out too good. Uh, go ahead, Danny. Uh, first what of all, I want to say what's up to everybody in the chat room. Um, sorry, I can't type back to you guys. Just want to show you guys a little bit of love. Um, I guess from here, I'll just go into my story. You know, uh, I was, obviously, I was involved in the gang world. I was a gang member and stuff like that. I was selling drugs, doing all kinds of crazy things. Um, I was involved in a shootout where a couple people may or may not have been shot. I was arrested for uh, Class X armed violence, um, which carried um, a minimum of uh, 15 to 30 years. Um, I fought it for three years, luckily with a good lawyer, a little help from the good old Lord and a whole lot of luck. Um, it ended up getting broke back down to simple aggravated possession with intent to sell. 
on the drug charges and aggravated unlawful use of a weapon. Um, I ended up having, uh, I, I got, I was able to cop a plea for a two year sentence, which I already had a year of good time. Only had to do a year in Illinois. That meant I only had to do six months. So I truly got blessed at that time. Um, and even in just in six months, China Dow, I was already institution institutionalized. Like when I came home and just that six months, it was, um, it, it, that's what caused my anxiety, to be honest. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I, you know, to this day, I can't be around a big crowd of people. Like I had a, a really hard time when I was in the club world, um, being at a clubhouse where there's 300 to 3000 people and I'm all up in there. Like I, I had a hard time with that. Um, to this day, I can't, I don't go to concerts. Um, like when I was younger, you know, like all of us, when we were young, you go to a bar, you didn't go to the bar with the empty parking lot. You went to the bar where everybody was at, you know, me, I stay away from those kind of bars. Like I don't, I don't like to be at bars period, but, um, I especially don't want to be in a busy bar, you know, um, it, it's, it's still hard for me. And I mean, I can't imagine what it's like for guys that have done real time. I don't consider the time I did um, real time, but any time in prison is, is real time. I don't care if it's the 61 days in the wake up or 61 years in the wake up. You're still in prison. You're still inside. Your freedom's gone. Um, you got to bow down to guards that you know you can hurt anytime you want. But if you do, you're going to spend more time. Um you know, so that's kind of my story and a gist. And uh, I guess I'll let Hollywood go from there. Well, we got uh, what Danny's uh, went through so far, how the anxiety, and I don't care what anybody says. If you guys go out there and say somebody's weak with an anxiety, you're a piece of shit. Because I know a lot of guys in the club world that's on Anavan and Xanax, man. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah. I don't even hear that bullshit it's a serious uh disease and it's uncontrollable really i got it so. i think what people don't understand what anxiety either is when you're having an anxiety attack it's the same concept of backing a lot a lion into a corner i'm scared inside i'm scared so even if you don't really even if you're not trying to make me feel threatened I feel it automatically. It's not that I'm scared of you. It's that I'm scared of what's going on inside of me. So it's nothing about weak. That's for sure. Because number one, it's a hell of a fight. Um, and number two, do you really want to mess with somebody that's scared? Especially somebody who's capable of doing bad things when they're not scared? Probably not. That's a guy that you probably want to just leave alone and peace in the corner. And if you're a good brother or a friend, walk over there, put your arm around them and say, hey, are you okay, brother? Are you, are you, what's going on? And if they tell you you got anxiety, you know, just stand there, stand guard, man. Make well, your brother or your friend, make sure that they're safe. Well, before we go to the debate that Amish and Chase is having, <laughs> as far as anxiety is concerned, I can describe it to you guys. You all have it. It's bred in your DNA, and it's called fight or flight. Yeah. If you 
if you ever look at a rabbit, they're just sitting there. You can tell they're nervous until you approach them. It's a it's in our instincts as a man. So that's one thing uh, I hate when people do that shit. Uh, cause I had, you know what? <laughs> I was, I was fucking going crazy when I got diagnosed. Anyway, uh, debate here, Ch uh, Amish criminals go back to their old scene and this is part of the problem. But when you get out and you're free, the best thing to do is get away and start a, a new life. If they're serious and, uh, chase, uh, who's going to be podcasting himself soon, says i beg to differ amish on your last statement we'll go around the table uh with uh mike china down uh danny finished that one off mm. it's gonna be hard with this one um when you when you spend that much time it, it's it's hard to tell by the person you know i, I think everything is individually you know they're almost cutting they're they're, they're it's like a snowflake. It's unique in every situation. But I will tell you that when you spend that much time, I can only imagine that when you get institutionalized in that way, it would be very, very, very hard to readjust. That's the only thing that I would say that would be extremely hard. But Well, China Dow, I would say it has to do with the environment. Say, you know what? I know Chicago. Danny knows Chicago. I don't know LA or any of that shit. But I do know if you're on the south and west side of Chicago, you just got done doing your time, uh, I can guarantee you have no choice, even if you don't want to, to go back to that type of stuff on the south and west side. Am I right, Danny? Yep. No doubt about it. I, it's all within the person, man. Um, so many people... Here's the thing, man. So many people can throw their opinions out there, but unless you've actually lived this life, shut up. I don't care if you're a one percenter. I don't, especially one percenters, actually, because I'll be honest. In my eyes, don't call yourself a one percenter to me unless you have a rap sheet to prove it to me, and that's how I've always been. So people can have their opinions, but unless you've lived this life, unless you've done time, and unless you've dealt with this, you really—it's just an opinion. That's not fact. You know what I mean? And uh. I mean, a lot of my stuff is just opinion as well. So we can, I guess we can argue both ways on that. My opinion is it's up to the person. If you really want to do it, you can do it. I'm living proof. I've been out this year will be uh, 21 years since I was released from prison. And it's because I never wanted to go back. I made a promise to my father on his deathbed. And I made a promise to my mother when I came home from prison. So that was that, you know, and I stood by my word. Objectively, though, because you may be the exception to the rule, but the, the exception does not make the rule, right? So I don't, I don't feel like I'm an exception. It's no? I, that's what I wanted. I did not want to go back to prison. If you don't want to go back to prison, you won't. I know so many people that say that, and they go. You know, back. you can be victim of your of your of your world. Don't get me wrong. I understand that as well, but. For a lot of that, I feel it's just an excuse. Because when I came home from the joint, bro, where do you think I paroled to? I paroled to the 4600 block of Armitage Avenue by Armitage and Cicero. All right, that's where I paroled to. Right in the hood. Still was hanging out in Humble Park. Still was hanging out with the homies. Still was doing that, you know. So 
I was put right back in that environment, but because I did not want to go back to prison, I didn't. Now, that's not to say shit can't happen. We all know, especially Hollywood. I know you know, brother. In <laughs> Chicago, we got some dirty-ass police, and they'll <laughs> trump you up on a bullshit beef and throw you in. And okay, cool, you don't get charged with that, but you still violated your parole because of the contact you had. So now you're going back to the joint on that and having to deal with that. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, there's there's many ways you, you can end up in prison, not by your own doing, you know. But I think for the, for the most part, if you really want to stay out, you will. The, to me, the only way to beat the system is to not go back in it because the system is set up and rigged to always keep you in the system. And it doesn't matter what color you are. You know, a lot of blacks say that, a lot of whites say that, you know, you'll get the racial debate. Oh, you know, it's an excuse. Bullshit. That's for everybody across the board. The system is rigged to keep you in it. By beating the system is by staying out. And that's all up to you at the end of the day. Chase uh, said he was segged for 13 months and uh, I'm my own best friend, so I can fuck myself anytime I want to. Uh, <laughs> now, here's an interesting I hear question. you, brother. I hear you. <laughs> this is an interesting question moving forward. China Dow, huh. you're in management, yeah. but they won't hire felons. So how the hell is somebody supposed to get a second chance? No, where I'm uh, where I'm at, they will not hire felons if you, and but which is literally breaking a federal law. What? A bigger but, law than most of the felons that are coming in there for a job. Is that not ridiculous? But they, they do make exceptions to the rule depending on the felony and how long ago it was. Because we do have somebody working there right now that was uh, had a felony, but it was for drug dealing and it wasn't for theft because that's their big thing. If you got busted stealing money, you can't work there. I think the only exception, if I would have looked at it with a felon, if I wasn't going to hire one, it would be a rapist or a pedophile. I'd never hire one of them. I don't care if it was. Yeah. Well, and I think that one thing people need to realize, too, that when you get out of, I mean, and I just did my due diligence and did research on this because I really don't have a clue personally unless I talk to somebody that's been in. So I just did research on all of it. And I read uh -huh. it on this before we did the show that <laughs> like for real should have just called you, Danny. But, <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, I don't know. But one of the big things that I notice is people are saying, yeah, when you get out, you got to do better. And if you're not, you're going to go back in. Yeah. And a lot of people go back in. But you got to keep in mind when you get out of the joint, I don't care if it's been six months, six years, 60 years. It doesn't even matter. You can't you don't have a job. You have no money to start over. You got to come out and start over. But how do you start over when you lose so many rights when you go in? Well, that's a good question, Mike. Where are we as a society if we cannot accept that somebody did their time, paid their debt, mm -hmm. that we still got to keep punishing even after the debt has been paid? That's something that I don't agree that's, with. I, that's the thing. I, that, I always tell people I'm doing life. Exactly. Go you're, ahead, you're, you're forever going to be dealing with it. You know mm -hmm. I mean? That's something that you, you can never just just get off you, you know, well, uh, it sticks with you to stamp for life. You might as well have that, that number that you had in prison tattooed on the front of your freaking head, because that's basically how they look at you on paper. 
um, which is sad. You know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, you know, let's even let's even discuss people that get a, a felony on their record, but get like 10 years probation. Like, come on, man, you're going to be sober and, and not do anything wrong for 10 years straight. Like that's rigged. That that is <laughs> that is rigged. You know what I mean? That that right there is meant for you to fail on purpose. Well, you know? I and, well, seen somebody in there. I don't know if it was Steve, but he said, or somebody in there said that they would never take probation or parole. They'd rather just stay in to do the rest of the time right. so they're not on that. But aren't you still on paper as a felon and still going to deal with the repercussions? You would. And then now, how you know, God forbid if you lost your job or if you're looking for a job or any of that. I mean, it's you really have to kind of resort to making your own company, I would imagine. You know what I mean? Whether it be the Internet, um, talking, you know, doing podcasts, whatever. There's there's many ways to make money outside of the matrix and whatever you want to call it, the system. Um, but th this this was this is what makes it hard. I mean, people can't even get places to live. You know what I mean? They can't even get an apartment. How, how well, can you expect the, but you expect these people to survive and do well. And the court is making sure that you're doing this, 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 this perfectly, but well, you can't get a place to live. You can't, you can't get a, a, a job that's worth a shit for you and your family. Can't even get a job at a gas station for Christ's yeah, sake. No, I know. And so how <laughs> sad is that? Is that not sad? No, it's messed up. The biggest thing I'd like Danny to speak on is it's, just not felons, but uh, a lot of club members get this with the profiling, but it's worse for felons. I want you to tell them what's, you know, we live uh, like around in Chicago, CPD. Tell them about CPD. Put a pin in that for just a second. I actually want to answer somebody's question. JT Gibbs, nobody on this panel has hard time experience. Danny came close to answer questions. Go to some prison stories place. Uh, Danny, I'm curious, what car did you run in? First of all, JT, doing time is doing time. I don't care if you do 10 years, 100 years, or 10 days. You're still doing time, and you're still facing the same things that we're talking about on this panel. You're correct. Not everybody on this panel has done time, but I'm the one that brought up this felon thing. And um, a lot of people experience it, and I guarantee you everybody on this panel has experienced it through others. So to say that, okay, that's cool, whatever. Um, what car I ran in, that's none of your damn business. So anyway, what was that uh, thing you were talking about, Hollywood? Chicago How? PD? Well, C well, we know CPD, and I'm sure Mike can tell us what LAPD and uh, oh, NY. That <laughs> is CPD on felons when they find out. You know, I'm I'll no tell you what. <laughs> First of all, Chicago PD is the i mean i guess it's the only pd i've ever really dealt with so maybe they're not the dirtiest but in my opinion they are definitely the dirtiest um i could tell you that for from the age of 13 till i was 25 and moved out of the city i dealt with the police literally every single day I've been pulled over. Once I started driving, I got pulled over every single day, multiple times, strip searched at three o'clock in the afternoon when kids are getting off the bus. 
had my cars tore up. I've had my lowrider car interior tore up, literally razor blades through the seats, all kinds of crazy stuff, man. And um, they're just dirty. Now, yeah, when you go to the joint and you come out, that's really what brought on my anxiety bad because I already knew the cops that were involved in my case were very mad because they thought for sure they got rid of me forever, at least for a very long time. And I ended up getting blessed with a plea bargain, did a short time, came home, and uh, they weren't happy about that. I was afraid to leave my house for a year. I was only on parole for a year. I was literally afraid to leave my house because I knew if they catch me roaming around the neighborhood, walking down the street just to go get a pack of cigarettes, it didn't matter. I was going to get some bullshit murder beef put on me or some BS case. And I was going to go back to prison. I knew it. You know, they'd plant a gun on me, drugs on me. I've seen it happen a million times, man. I mean, they'll plant drugs, a gun. They'll, they'll lock you up for a murder beef. And sometimes they'll get that murder charge out of you. And you didn't even do it. You don't even know what happened. But There's they, threw the, they threw the gun on you, and now you're doing life in prison. Like, they dirty, man. They super dirty. Anybody who don't believe that, go look up Burke. Uh, he was one of the lieutenants and uh, sergeants in uh, Chicago that was doing that kind of stuff. If you guys don't think it happens, you're crazy. And there was over a hundred and something uh, cases that had to be dropped from him doing that. Okay. Yep. I, have some, I have a little something, something I want to add right here. What? Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. The, I, I have no knowledge of being in the joint, but I have a stepson that's in there. And video chatting with him breaks my heart. Hearing what he goes through day in and day out, 23 hours locked up, one hour out. Hearing what he's got to eat on a daily basis, hearing the treatment that prisoners get kills me every day. So I know a little something because we have spoken to him and we do video chat so we can actually physically see him. And it. He's gotten a lot bigger. He used to be a little scrawny thing, like smaller than little Mikey there. <laughs> and this kid's gotten huge because he's got nothing else to do but push-ups and sit-ups and all this exercising to get bigger and buffer. And this kid is ginormous now. And I don't mean fat. This kid is built because he's got nothing else to do besides protect himself while he's in there because that's all he's got is himself. Yeah, he's in a... Yeah, he's so, in a, he's in a real bad max, uh, the Thunderdome. But Danny was talking China Dow about yes. these cops. They suck. Now, <laughs> you, Good way you, to put it. You have to serve them coffee and whatever. Mm. Tell us about their attitude. When they, I mean, this is just in a small town, so this ain't even Chicago. But I do deal with county and state police plus the town here, and. You can tell without even looking at their vehicles or uniforms who acts holier than thou. Mm. And let me tell well. you, our little town acts like their shit don't stink more than a state trooper does. And they, uh -huh. they'd, hit, they'd hit a <laughs> felon in a heartbeat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. In this town, 100%. County, well, they're a little bit more laid back around here. But they do got to take up the slack because we don't have enough cops in our town. Yeah, go to Cook County and say that. Go but, ahead. <laughs> oh, well, that's fine. I can only speak about what I see on a daily here. 
And I hear a lot of stories from these cops. Of course, they don't give out names because that's against the law. So I hear a lot of stuff that goes on in the area and it's ridiculous. I get it. They got to do what they got to do. But at the same time, go straight lace. Don't take money under the table, coppers. Go ahead, Danny. Always take money under the table. I like those cops. China. <laughs> <laughs> those are always the good ones. <laughs> I want to address uh, Wyatt Earp real quick. He said county sucks. State is okay. Fed is a cakewalk. Because I, I just thought cakewalk. about that because of Cook County. Uh, I, I've said that myself, Wyatt. Um, I, as a matter of fact, I, I'll say to this day, if, if I ever was to be involved in a situation where I know I'm about to do something crazy and and uh, I'm going to be looking at some some joint time. I've always said, man, dude, just send me straight to trial so I can plead guilty and send me straight to the joint. Don't I'll never I'm go back to Cook County. County. No County. I will never go back to Cook County, bro. Never, <laughs> ever, ever. Oh, my God. It sucked, dog. It sucks so bad. I don't oh, know yeah. about the Fed joints being cakewalk. It really depends on where you're at. What's the matter? Like, LA, LA County Jail. I'm a, I'm, that's a little gnarly uh, over there. You know what? In the West Coast, Mike, there's nothing as a cakewalk. I don't care nothing, what. Dude, juvenile. Bad, you name it, man. Fed, it don't it, matter. Everything it's bad. here is about prison politics. Dude. It's for everything real, for real. Yeah. By prison politics. You know? and, and, it's, and it's, it's Yeah, if you're not in a car, you're going to be because no, otherwise you're, you, you're, you're screwed. Gonna, you're, you have to pick a car. Yeah. You have to. No so matter what, or no, oh, they'll pick it no, for you. No, no, they'll make sure. That, oh, no, there's your people. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Go over there. Yeah. Yep. So, Danny, you, you don't like 26 and Cal? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not, man. Dude, every time I've gone there, I've been there a few times, unfortunately. And, I mean, it's just, I don't know what it is now. Like, I laugh now because apparently they took away uh, – the D doctor. Yeah, they don't um, cotton swab up the dick no more, man. Yeah, that's that's cute. That you know, all oh, that that's not right. It's like it was never right, assholes. <laughs> you know, like nothing is right about a grown man walking up to a garbage can and the guard telling you lift up your shit and, and he stabs your your thing with with a freaking Q-tip and now you can't pee for fucking five days. Like, yeah, man. Because if you do, it just it feels like it's falling off. Like, yeah, yeah, that's cute. Now you want to say it's not well, good. See, now you're saying all this. You bring up a good point, Danny, because you were saying how you know you got anxiety from after the fact rather than it really being in the in the thing. And I've always said one one kind of crazy quote is craziness and madness does not come in the moment. It always happens afterwards. It's like what we think about it afterwards and how it affected us you know what i mean yeah. and that's something that I, I mean something that for instance as an amputated person or something like that or someone that goes through some severe trauma yeah. whatever trauma it is it can repeat in your head and you can go over it Dude, there's a million things that happen in I, th I think for me it was I, I guess i'll tell a little bit about myself more um at, during the time this was um um in 2001 was when i was you know, essentially facing life 15 to 30. Um, my father was dying of cancer, a pancreatic cancer. Um, there was a lot going on in life at that point, you know? And so my dad died September, I think like 
fifth or sixth or something like that sometime in september we buried him on the 10th september 11th was the very next day all right 2001 and so going through all that just at one time i think watching my father die i bury my father literally what two months later i turn myself in and go to prison for six months i leave my family when they really needed me the most i come back home and i promised my mother i would never leave her again i told her you know i'm, I'm i won't do that and i'm not going to lie to everyone here i did fall victim to the system at first you know i came home you got to remember something when i went down before i went down i'm making good money all right i'm making five ten g's a week i'm living life i'm doing big things selling dope and now all of a sudden i come home i've got nothing and i've had a lot of money in my pocket since i was a teenager you know so now i'm a grown man 22 years old and i have nothing you know so i started selling drugs again and i'm not going to lie to you one of the most one of the biggest things that I'm ashamed of is I started selling drugs out of my mother's house because I was too afraid to leave the house because of the police, because of Chicago PD. I was afraid to leave. Like, I'm not lying to you guys. I was scared to death to leave that house. So I would sit out in front all night long, and I'd see the hookers in the neighborhood going down Armitage Avenue. Finally, I seen a hooker I knew, and I said, hey, mama, come here. I hollered at her real quick. I'm like, what's up with you girls walking down Armitage all of a sudden? And they're like, oh, the Latin Eagles down the street on Costner, they opened up a set, you know, opened up a spot. So I start thinking, and I'm like, wait a minute, I can hit everybody right here before they get there. So I started doing that. And the next thing I knew, the police were parked in front of my mom's house, y'all. And now, mind you, the whole time that I've been involved in crazy things in my life, my family never really knew. They had ideas, they assumed. I was involved in the gang life, but they never really knew because I never brought that stuff home with me. You know, I always kept it away. Like, I grew up on Cicero and Armitage, but I gangbanged all the way over, like, deep into Humble Park, you know? So I always kept that way away. And um, I just think it was just all of that, you know? It was all of that at one time. Now I got the police hot on my bo booty again. You know, now I'm looking at, getting locked up again. I ended up flushing all my drugs down the toilet. Said that's it. And I never did anything after that again. I was just like, man, I, that's when I realized that I did not want to go back. I wanted to be a man of my word and not break that promise to my family, you know? So it was just all of that together. I think. China Dow, why don't you go into the chat room, read off uh, some of the comments. We got to get the audience involved in this one. Okay. Uh, bad mofo. I don't know why. It's his name. It just drags me right to him. There's nothing wrong with committing nonviolent crime as as long as you're smart and have a great lawyer. Everything will work out. <laughs> guys, get your, get your questions in, everybody. Come on. You guys are in uh, the show now. You know, something I thought about because I did my due diligence and did a lot of research. Um, one of the things that uh, actually drove me nuts that I was reading about because you know how men have barely any rights when they're out of the joint when it comes to children that when they when a felon gets out they have even more of a difficult time visitation and custody or whatnot of their children 
So what's that say, Mike, that they can't even get uh, a normal parenting relationship with their kids because of the way the state is? And I'm it's sure already, by state, but this is just what it, I've. But it's already hard enough, right? Like we were just saying, it's it's hard enough just to be able to get a freaking place to live and a place to, to you know, uh, or a, a job to be able to support yourself and your family, but let alone now not being able to even see your child correctly, you know, just because you're, I mean, I understand if, if you're, if you got some serious charges, like, you know, anything to do with the child, then understandably keep away from children. Uh, well, let's hold on. Let's go deeper with that, Mike. What do you consider serious charges that a guy couldn't be able to see his kid? Me, Any, I would say being rapist. Yeah. Anytime there has to do with any type of either violence against a child or, you know, um, and depending on, on the situation and you, you have to look at the violent crime, but also, um, definitely anything to do with a minor, you know, anything to do with a minor sexually, anything to do, um, that type of, that kind of route. You, I, I, sh I don't think you should even be on this planet. Um, I don't think you deserve to be breathing our, air, you know, um, let alone see your child. So, um, I agree. But when it comes to everything else, like, a, like every other felon that's out there, you know what I mean? You can't see your damn child. This is your own child. And so now the government is stepping in, in your life and saying, you cannot do this. You're not allowed to see your child by yourself. You have to have visitation, right? You know, some States, you know, you have to be, you know, with a person there as a median yep. watching you visit mm -hmm. your child like that's i couldn't imagine only, visiting my child like that and the yeah. only reason why the only reason why it upset me is because i know anybody that's gone to jail one of the first things they probably tell their baby mamas is don't bring the kid here because you don't want the kid to see you there right i'm i'm sure everybody's done it whoever served any time you don't want the kids to see you behind bars so then Let's say, well, look at what Wyatt just said, uh, China four time felon here. Not worth it. My life would be stinking rich as fuck just due to lawyer fees. Felons in Texas have almost no chance with renting apartments. So you're forced to work on the low to get a house. Well, and not well. to mention, uh, I actually, cause I keep going back and forth between the article between two articles and the chat room, but one of the other things, like when you get out first, you got to get a job because that's number one, that's going to be hard. Number two, finding a place to live is going to be hard. And number three, if you ain't got a job, you ain't got a place to live. How are you going to eat? Well, guess what? You don't have access to when you're a felon food stamps. They don't give you food stamps when you're a felon. It varies state to state, but the states around us will not apply, will not give them food stamps or medical assistance. Wow, not here in California. Here in California, Wisconsin yeah. does. Yeah, if, and Illinois. here in California. No. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, that I must be something that. new as well. That may they, be something new too. Like very to, new. They have to, according to what I read, they have to be out for at least six months to a year before they can have access uh, to through the state. Hmm. Wow, that must be something new. I never heard of that. 
Yeah. Because everybody I knew was in and out of prison and they had food stamps while yeah. they were in the joint. Yeah, in the joint. And they're still collecting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that yeah. shit was stacking yeah. up. <laughs> and they came Why home don't... to like five, six G's and food stamps, man. Grand, man. I got <laughs> Now, uh, one thing that really confuses the hell out of me, we're on the subject of kids. There's a lot of times that the state blocks them from seeing their kids or the mother does from because they're locked up. But then they'll, even if they gave the rights away, the state still takes money out of their commissary fund yep. for the child support. Yep. Wow. I did not know that either. Yes. Yeah. In Illinois, they do. In Illinois. Wow. I don't know about California on that. That's crazy. That's um, crazy. We have a question <laughs> in, in the chat. It's from Amish, and I think this is to Danny. Uh, I'm, I, it is to you, Danny. Uh, Sorry, guys. I haven't been kept keeping up in the chat. It's just going too fast, and I'm really into going. this stuff. Question. Do you have to do time to be a one percenter? What's your opinion? I say no. I have a lot of hood brothers that haven't done time. What do you mean hood brothers? I don't know. That. I'm, re I'm reading what then, he wrote. Then, then I'm going to say your hood brothers ain't all that hood. But no, I, I don't think that. Well, wait um, a second. What's a hood brother? I never heard. I don't know. It. That's just what I'm. That means his, his homies you, in the you're hood. From the, you, yeah, you're, you're from the hood. You're a gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't say um, that. We don't say that yeah, we, here in we Chicago. In the like, we, don't, we, 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 we in the hood like that, don't, you know? Like we don't say 99%er, okay? I didn't know. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, that, yeah, that's a different thing. That's a different thing, yes. That, that's hey, a made-up thing. That was made up on the internet. We know that, that whole term. Anyway, to Amish. <laughs> um, no, no, man. I don't, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that to be a one percenter, you should have done time. Um, but sometimes what I have to say can contradict what I just said, because you heard me say, you know, these guys that claim to be one percenters, but they can legally own a gun. So it really depends on what kind of one percenter you call yourself or you're claiming to be, in my opinion. You know what I mean? I refuse to have a guy sit here and tell me that he will go to war with me as a brother but there's no paperwork proving that you've gone to war ever i just have a hard time with that but that's my personal opinion Amish. that's not you know i'm not going to say that that's law you know what i mean um that's just how i feel you know if you've never done time i can't trust you and you'll see guys in the comments and they're the most hilarious people I've ever seen in my life, by the way, when they say this, what I'm about to say. Well, I'm smart. I never got caught. You've never done anything to get caught for. All right? Because everybody can say you're smart, but no matter how smart you are, sooner or later, you're going to get got. All right? Yeah, if you're in this you. world, if you're really in this world and you're really about this life and you really making moves, don't waste my time with that BS that, well, I'm smart. I'm the only guy in the world that's outsmarted the cops. Shut up. No, you're not. No, you're not. You've never, you've never been a real gangster in your whole life. And that's why you don't have the, the criminal background. Plain and simple. 
everybody's getting everybody's making but we don't use i'm sorry everybody's guys we don't use 99% in chicago Every, you'll get your ass kicked everybody's commenting going 99% what the fuck is that <laughs> pa biker 65 ultra i have a friend who's doing time for Thank something you. he didn't even do what kind of advice can i give him danny well there's that uh, innocent project out there yeah. Thank you, China, because I wanted to read that off, but I didn't. I was too busy talking I, I was, crap over here. I was scrolling up to find more. <laughs> I appreciate and, that, China. No problem. Um, PA biker, my advice would be, if he can't afford a really good lawyer, um, get whatever lawyer he can, the best lawyer he thinks he can. But while he's in there, spend a lot of time in a library, getting some books and learning how to defend yourself. And, um, but the biggest thing is just have a really good lawyer and I totally get it. If you can't afford it, then that's when you're going to have to plan for the long haul because it's going to be a long haul. It's not going to happen overnight. You got to plan for the long haul and just basically realize that this is the situation you're in and you're just going to have to deal with it. But while you're doing that time, Spend your time reading and learning, reading and learning, looking up laws, looking up other cases that are kind of sort of like yours and try to find them loopholes to help you with your case so that maybe you can even legally defend yourself. I've seen many guys defend themselves in a murder beef and they, they came home in 10 years. It's sad they had to do that 10 years, but at least they're free, you know, so. That's the best advice I could really truly give you, man. Free. Give uh, give China, uh, give Mike a question from the audience. Uh, I don't know if you can answer this one, but yeah. we'll try. Yeah, it's why Brooke, not? Let's try. It's, it's Brooklyn Biker. <laughs> are you Wyatt more just made me laugh. So I'm sorry. <laughs> right are on, you, Wyatt. Are you more respected if you're a felon in the one percenter world? Um, I I feel like that. Yes, sometimes. Uh, yes, it can be like that. Um, to, I, answer I, your question, to answer your question on that, just look at the patches that the guy wears. Uh, they got the lounge lizards out there from one club. Uh, yeah, they're real respected, but go ahead, Mike. Yeah, no, um, I, I do think it can be that way, but I kind of disagree with what Danny says. You know, you have to be, uh, you know, you have to have this rap sheet in order to be a one percenter. I don't think that that's necessarily fact. I think um, you can have guys from, you know, that's let's say a guy that's good at tech stuff or computer stuff, or, you know, you don't have to be something you're not. That's something that I hate what people do in this culture is in this, in the motorcycle culture is people are always, they, they pretend to be something they're not, which is usually this tough guy. And then that's what gets them in trouble. Hey, Mike, keep that thought for just a second, because uh, I guess Chase is having a problem with this pecker. It's become a lesbo, but go ahead. Oh, and wow. he, also, he also said that, Danny, you're going to get caught no matter what you do because of that five head of yours. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I can't wait for his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to see what we can give. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, by the way, bad, bad mofo, here's the thing, man. If you're arrested and you go to jail and you beat the case, hey, man, 
good for you. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But there's still paperwork saying that you did work. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the difference between what I was just saying and why you're feeling personally attacked over there or something. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like sorry if i never did any time i had good lawyers i'm like it wasn't a personal attack on you there well go ahead <laughs> no that's 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 all i wanted to talk about on that subject uh the one thing that i did want to bring up is this illinois chick that uh got totally busted last year but it just came out on body cam about uh about a week ago this chick this chick from <laughs> illinois she is drunk driving kills two people and this just came out and it's already got millions of views this chick is laughing at the police officer as she's being told after she's already been deemed drunk you know she's drunk you know but she's in the hospital now and they're the cop is talking to her and she's acknowledging these officers but she's so narcissistic that she's like laughing and going oh well i can still go tomorrow right like I can still go to school tomorrow. She's eighteen, like about to turn eighteen or something like that. Well, or I can 18. tell you one thing: if that happened in the nineties, you would have had those Italian Irish cops out I've, there beat the piss out of her. No, it's it's insane, <laughs> and she's sitting you know, there laughing that, about it. That that goes to the society so that gross. we live in now. That's the society that we live in now. People are so emotionless now. That they don't, they just don't understand reality because they don't live in it. They live in virtual reality on YouTube, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. They've never faced any real things in life. They grew up on this BS. So everything's a joke to them. You right. know, so everything a, is numb and it's not them. Yeah, it wasn't them that was. Yeah. Our, our society is so numb and they, and they have. They have zero responsibility for themselves. They take no responsibility for anything that they're involved in, do or nothing. It's, it's horrible. Me and you fight about this all the time, China Doll. And I say, and he just said it, they have no thought whatsoever for other people. And one of the things I blamed was, well, what do you think is going to happen when you put a nine or 10 year old in front of GTA 5? I was yep. just about to say that yep. GTA 5. Yep. Yeah. What? What about it? And we've argued where you said no, it's not uh, a game's fault. And well, when you put a, a developing child's brain, which is a sponge already, in front of a game like me, I go there to blow. I go kill people just to blow off steam when I go to play that game. <laughs> you imagine what the ten-year-olds? <laughs> yeah. Now we have people that literally go and do what they doing video games in real yes. life to blow off steam. Yes. You know, you're right. you know, here's the thing when, when, you know, years ago with me, Hollywood and China doll years ago, we couldn't understand that concept of blaming a video game or a movie or anything like that. But now these children have grown up with these games and crazy ass movies their whole lives. So seeing yeah. a dead body before, if, if a kid saw a dead body, you freaked out. Now they see a dead body and they're just like, "Oh, look, oh, a dead body." That's like normal. whatever they're because the games are so real. And watching the movies that we all watch, it makes you numb to it after a while. Now we yep. have a society that just has no emotions. Yeah, well, you know, we started off with Atari Twenty Six Hundred and Nintendo, and right. the first 
time you've seen a lesbian or gay kiss on uh, NYPD it was the biggest story around. And now look what they have. These kids have. I feel sorry for these kids, my grandkids especially. Well, I agree with Bad Mofo. Whatever happened to Pac Man and freaking Donkey Kong? For real. <laughs> yeah, I miss the 80s too, bud. <laughs> I wasn't I mean, there. I wasn't the there. Game, 95. The that's mainly why I miss it so much because you weren't here yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think what I we did it as a society was take away a kid's innocence is what we did as a society. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Yep. Our children don't have any any innocence whatsoever. I mean, it's hard, it's hard nowadays because I mean, shoot, you everyone just puts a tablet in front of their kids face or their phones you know hey you, you're acting out here watch this you know what i mean and and yeah i think uh just that amount of dopamine that we've taken in since we were little kids this generation i'm speaking on my generation i took it in just like that i watched it all happen in front of me and and i'm like dude watching the amount of of <laughs> adrenaline that happens from a phone and I know you. I know you guys are capping with me right now about the, no, the animations I made. I'm laughing about Chase Frogzilla. Put, am I the only man on earth that never played video games? And Chase goes, Frogzilla. No, I didn't either. But I played with myself. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Atari. I that's guess that's. Original. I guess that's what it, it, Mexicans do with little foreheads. No, <laughs> I thought that was the Atari. The original Atari joystick, have you been playing with that pretty good? All it's right. just sticking the button. Yeah, it's one button, the red button, the red button, and the joystick. You, you move the stick and tickle the balls. That's how it yeah, goes. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know something, guys. What happened to us, like, being clean and stuff for, like, the podcast? Like, did we just become the morning show at it's night? Like, what's going down. on? Yeah, this is all downhill from here. Yeah, yeah. Like this went from the morning show to the night show, just like we, that. Look up, look at the topics we're talking about. How are we not going to get crazy on this? <laughs> I mean, I'm doing a pretty good job. I thought I, and I'm I, the worst. I, I don't know. You you show up late. <laughs> well, well, you know, I'm out riding my motorcycle, unlike you guys. Uh, all right? I can't walk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got all right, all right, Mike. I'm really sorry about that, brother. <laughs> my bad. My <laughs> sixth day not walking, man. Oh my god, I can't walk. Oh well. Let's that's finish. A very valid point. Let's finish the show off with uh, Tina's statement: emotional damage to uh, what <laughs> it pertains to the I title of the show: emotional damage. <laughs> I think she's more pertaining emotional damage to the kids playing video games and getting shoved the phones in the iPad. Yeah, but use it. It's the it's same, the same thing. thing. It's the same thing. Emotional uh, damage. You know, I say within the first few hours, they've got emotional damage when they go in the joint, let alone before they get out of the joint. I mean, they, <laughs> I mean, seriously, it starts when you just get fingerprinted. I don't know. But uh, at the, I, I think that a lot of stuff that goes on with felons, like when they get out of the joint, it is wrong. Uh, they lose so many rights. And I know Danny's already said once before, he he lost his right to vote and he don't fucking care. <laughs> no. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, That's Chase. The thing, you know, there, there's so many people in this world that, oh, you know, you got the right to vote again. You know, you got to vote. That's like, uh, so you want me to vote for people that have always been always. against me my whole life? Yeah. Why would I do that? And people don't matter to me because I don't matter to them. So, no, you could take your vote and shove it right where you know, shove it right up your ass because apparently this ain't going on Spotify. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. Uh, bad, bad, mo bad mofo had to join in the joystick joke thing the orange button on the 2600 and that's <laughs> where the g-spot is <laughs> yes sir bad mofo yes sir and yet chase, chase is raw tonight man he's getting prepped for that podcast and Steve Easy says you're supposed to pull out. I don't know where that came from, but we'll just go with it. <laughs> Final thoughts. Steve is on one too. Man, I was not at the meeting where we could just open openly, freely talk the way we want. I I missed that meeting. Did, did we have a meeting without me this week? I, I don't know. Blame the audience. Yeah. Uh, Mike, final thoughts. Final thoughts, man, is I feel bad for the people that genuinely put in their, their good time and, and and put in, uh, let's say, whether it be, like Danny said, 60 days or 60 years, um, you put in that kind of time and you are never able to get your rights back like that. I feel really bad for you guys. Um, you know, people that really do, especially that is, like Danny, that really wanted to make a change in his life, it's really hard to get away from that if the system is just trying to constantly suck you in. Um, so I feel bad for, for people that have gone through this and in like how he's like, Oh, what? I get the right to vote back. Who cares? I, I like I, all the things that matter, you took away from me now. So it doesn't matter about your vote. You know, I can't right. even bear arms at this point. So who cares? You know? And I, and I, under, I would understand that frustration because I, I got to look at this objectively rather than subjectively, but Anyway. Well, you got that, you got that right, uh, Steve. Uh, I do got all the Madhouse crew from the morning in here right now. So, uh, <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> yeah, it turned into the morning show. <laughs> Is it my turn? Yeah. yeah. Why not? Oh, okay. All right. Why not? Let's let's give it a hell of a shot. Um, I think my closing statements is going to be: Let me be living proof all right a lot of you guys watch me um i know some people may you know think of me as, as this or that but i'm just a normal dude all right i'm just an everyday guy nothing special but i made it 21 years y'all i ain't gone back to prison i proved the system wrong i proved the internet wrong I proved the numbers that Mike Ball probably already looked at. I proved them all wrong. I win. And you can too. So be a positive felon. All right. Just because you're a felon, just because you, you slipped up, you got caught, you went to the joint. All right. It doesn't mean life is over, y'all. It's up to you, man. Life is literally what you make it and you can do it. I promise you. You can do it. And to the young ones that might be watching us, I'm just going to say, man, stay away from the gangbanger BS. Stay away from the MC world even. Stay away from anything that could potentially put you in a situation that's going to end up putting you in prison. Go to school. Learn a trade. Be a good person. You know, 
that's my, the best advice I can give you. Ain't nothing cool about going to prison. Ain't nothing cool about getting locked up. Ain't nothing cool about any of these stories that I've had to tell today. So stay positive to my felon brothers out here, to my ex-cons out here. Stay out and prove the system wrong. Much love to y'all. And uh, with that, uh, don't forget, we're on Spotify with the BCAN podcast, as well as on Danny D. Lowe's and uh, Motorcycle Madhouse's uh, YouTube channel. We're also going to be, uh, I got a good surprise for you guys tomorrow that I'll talk about. Great subject as always. Great for the audience uh, participation. Uh, thanks, Chase. Uh, great. I Another surprise. Now my phone's going to ring. <laughs> Every time you have a surprise, my Don't phone rings nonstop. Don't forget Rumble, guys. We just started our Rumble and Spotify. Go subscribe to both, please. Yes, Appreciate sir. Yeah, we're on Rumble as well. Uh, so with that, we'll talk to you and guys and gals later. You guys rock, man. Great show tonight. Oh.